0: hey y'all it's ashes and welcome back to another episode of simply put um it has been brought to my attention that there is a word or a phrase really that i use that isn't understood the way that i mean it once we like cross cultural lines so in a couple of segments i've talked about um, my husband being white passing and of kathy's daughter being white passing and what i mean is not what you think I mean. And I mean something different when I say two things. When, I, when I'm talking about my husband being white passing, um, I mean in the sense that he is claiming his white identity because the various brown within his familial background is from a background that is um, is contested. And a lot of his family are French-Canadian, and somewhere within that, it is um, heavily suspected that he has any um, ancestry. However, um, they don't know how much, and they're not sure if that particular relative is actually related to them by blood or not, because back then, you know, somebody's aunt so-and-so may not actually be their aunt or uncle so-and-so it could just be a family friend and even now like that's true um so for that i mean i mean something different not different but tangential to what i mean when i'm talking about kathy's daughter when i say that kathy's daughter is white passing in the context in which i used it in that episode i was talking about Dee, Dee being somebody who is benefiting from her whiteness and is being taught to lean into that. And, and somebody had asked me, you know, why is, why is being white passing a problem? You are light skinned and you talk about how that protects you in various ways from some, some of the heaviest forms of racism or the benefits of being racially ambiguous. How is being white passing different? Um, because it's not that you look like you're white. And it wasn't until somebody asked me that question and then my friendly neighborhood uh, iPhone FBI agent uh, put a TikTok on the page that talked about the way that people who are actually white, who aren't working towards, um, towards gain, gaining knowledge outside of that whiteness actually, actually view the term white passing that it it really clicked why somebody would, would have thought that. And there are benefits for being a person of color who identifies as or behaves in a way that is white passing. But those benefits come with denying where you came from. So while I am light skinned, and that is a conversation we will have a little bit later, um, I, growing up, was striving to be white passing, striving to be able to deny 50% of who I am, Um, even though, like, that's really fucking cool, like, of all of the ancestry I can have, living in uh, growing up in the 90s in rural fucking Michigan to be able to say 50% of my DNA I share with like Jamaican ancestors was really fucking cool especially in the time of like Sean Paul when I was the only girl who could understand what he was saying and it had nothing to do with being Jamaican um but I definitely when people said that I was like yeah I'll 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 claim that I'll take that. Um, although Sean Paul spoke just as quickly, as, well, not just as quickly, but the same as Eminem, who also does not sound fast to a Michigan native. Um, oftentimes, it's just how we speak. I don't think that that any of you who aren't from Michigan or haven't spent time in Michigan understand the amount that I purposefully slow myself down in order to to speak here. And how when I listen to it back, it drives me batty that I am speaking so slowly and I actually listen to myself when I do listen to myself back um, on 3x speed because I think I speak too slow. But I understand that not everybody grew up here not everybody can speak as quickly as I'm used to and not everybody retains information that is spoken that quickly. So I'd rather just slow it down and like, you guys will all have the option to speed it up on whatever platform you listen to it on than to make it so fast that people are missing information. Um, so that is what I mean when I'm talking about white passing. And it's it's seen as a negative within the the people of color, community, communities of color, because it really is turning your back on the roots and where you came from. And I totally get it. Uh, I was that person I would have given a lot, a lot, um, almost anything growing up to be able to pass as white, to be able to scrub my skin to be white. And that wasn't from like my mom. It was just it would make my life easier in the situation that I grew up. But one thing that I do want to talk about about me being light-skinned is something that I actually talked to Jordan about earlier this week. Um, For those of you who know me personally, I may be the darkest person that you encounter pretty regularly. For those of you who have just seen photos of me or watched me on YouTube, I am by no means a a dark-skinned person. I'm not even a medium-skinned person, but I was taking pictures of myself and my children, um, this past week because my son just turned 12 weeks old and i don't know where all the time went but i was like taking pictures making memories and whatever and i was talking about how uh my kids are both incredibly light skinned and i was wondering how school would go for them like my daughter starts preschool next week yes today is saturday so she starts preschool next week and um, I'm really excited about the amount of diversity in, in her class and and I'm wondering how she's going to fit in. There are parents who look like myself, there are parents and families that look like Alex, there are families that look like our family, there are families that look like what Jordan's family looks like, families that look like what Alicia's family looks like. Um, and it's it's really cool that we're in An area where you can have two moms, two dads, foster families, adopted families, mixed race families, um, and everything under the sun. So I was like looking at our skin tones together after I would said, you know, man, they're really light skinned. Like, I hope that that they're accepted for what they are in the space that they're in. And I sent the picture to Jordan of myself and my son. And they were like, oh yeah, like that's such a great, the great picture. And I was like, yeah, but you want to know what? I realize now that my kids are not significantly lighter than I am. Like I thought that they were. And I was always worried that, you know, their children will, will look almost nothing like me. And that wasn't me saying that I was dark skinned. It was me thinking that they were significantly lighter than I am. And and once again, not that dark. My skin tone in almost every single uh shade of makeup is tan. But I thought I was way darker than I was because tan was the darkest shade in a lot of in a lot of stores growing up for makeup. So I wouldn't ever be able to find a bronzer. It was really difficult to find a blush that looked nice on me and I was lucky. If I could find a tan foundation, I would buy it in the summer or my mom would order it from like a professional supply studio so that I would have something that matched my skin tone. So when I look at my kids, I'm like, man, you guys are really light. And then I see them next to me and I see that they're not that different. It's strange because I used to stay inside in the summer because I thought that I was too dark and I didn't want to get any darker and then not look like my friends. And in and, and typical um, person of color fashion, my friends would be trying to get as tan as I want. Oh, look, I'm as darker, darker than you are. And I'm like, that is skin cancer. You are giving yourself skin cancer. Uh, and I still feel that way. Uh, the idea of tanning darker than other skin tones for the sake of skin. Tanning darker than other skin tones. It's a very strange, very weird, very American concept. Um, Which is none of my business. But I mention it because my kids are almost the same shade as I am. And I went through almost my entire life thinking that I was unreasonably dark for, uh, for my area or for how mixed I am and that is one reason that like makeup and westernized culture is like a fucky thing for your self-esteem because me not having makeup on that shelf gave me a misrepresentation of what I looked like to the rest of the world and in that I almost gave that to my babies Like, no, my daughter loves that she looks like me and she gets really excited to do makeup with me. And and I never put foundation on her because she's a tiny tot with fantastic skin. And because I could never share foundation with my mom, even though I desperately wanted to. Um, So I didn't think that she would be able to share foundation with me. And while I wasn't planning on talking about this, since I mentioned my mom, and in the last recording I talked about my mom, and I have been missing for a small period of time that was unintended. Uh, I do want to give a small update, and then I am going to peace out for right now. Uh, my goal is to have more short, shorter content, uh, short form rather than long form, and have them happen more often. Um, My mother was ordered new testing, new MRIs, and all of that, Um, and she got the results of her MRI and found out that sometime between her first MRI in late April, early May, and two weeks ago when she had this follow-up MRI, she, um, she fractured her skull. And she says it doesn't hurt. That doesn't make me feel better. Um, She's waiting for a call back from her doctor to see a different specialist. And I am making some very difficult phone calls and making some very difficult decisions. So I am very thankful for those of you who have stuck by me and given me grace. Those of you who sent me emails or text messages, I super appreciate that I also really appreciate the people who are like loving me from a distance right now as well um I am struggling and if you have listened to my content for long periods of time you know that I would have had no intention of talking to my mother for quite some time after this and I know that there is absolutely no reason why I have to to take care of her, and I, I very openly talk about how we don't have to talk about have to take care of the people who fail us, but I want to point out a difference. Um, I effectively don't have a mom anymore. The person who looks back at me doesn't always know who I am. And that makes her vulnerable. And if she were just getting old, it would be a completely different story. But my mom just turned 69. She is not old enough to be what she currently is. And... I want to make sure that she's safe and wanting somebody to be safe in their home and in their community and doing the best that you can from afar is different in this situation because she is quickly losing the ability to know That she needs to do those things for herself. And empathy and compassion is important. But it's also important for me to acknowledge that I will never get from her what I I always thought that I would. And at this point with the conversations that I've had with her recently, it isn't that she doesn't want to. And to be able to say, you know, mom, mom, I just want you to remember who I am for as long as you can. And her crying and saying, you know, I want that too. Um, and I'll do the best that I can. I've already started mourning the parent that I once had because she is not there anymore and leaving her to rot in a home without any support is not something that sits right with my soul And if it sits right with yours, absolutely 100% do that. I am well aware of the consequences that this will do for me and the trauma that I am accepting. And uh, I will stop avoiding therapy so that I will be able to deal with it when the time comes. But I guess I, I appreciate the support and the understanding, and the prayers, and for those of you who are in my hometown, who either you or your families have, have offered help, um, or offered support, or offered resources, um, I appreciate you, um, And that is why the last time I was home, I dropped off 13 batches of scones to various homes around my county. Um, But there are quite a few things that I want to talk about. And I'm really excited to get back into things once my daughter starts preschool. It'll just be me and my son, and he's like way more chill and laid back than she is right now. So I will have, hopefully, uh, plenty of time to put back into this. Uh, So until next time, stay safe.